0: There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too. And you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans.
1: Hey, this is Gentry Estes from the Tennessean, and I am here with... Eric Backrick, Titans beat writer for the Tennessean. And this is Talkin' Titans. We are freshly back from a trip to Charlotte. It's very exciting for everything except... The first half for the Titans really that was uh that, that was not not uh, the best performance and a it led to a thirty thirty to twenty defeat to the Carolina Panthers. The Titans are now four and five on the season, and that's not great, Eric. It's maybe good to not so good.
0: It's it's certainly not great. It, it's not even good. So you know that that whole slogan that. Is is stenciled into the uh, the fence at Saint Thomas Sports Park where the Titans practice has not not gone according to plan through the first nine weeks of the season. So we're going to
1: rehash, painful as it could be for everybody. We're going to rehash that game a little bit. I've also got a list of things I'm going to ask Eric buy, sell, hold topics, players, things at this point of the season. You know, I I, I don't think the I think I think the Titans still have a chance here. I don't think things are are, are over in terms of playoff relevancy. But it's headed that way quickly. That that to me was a a swing game in Charlotte. It was one they, they, that 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 if you get you're feeling pretty good at five and four, you're back over five hundred. Uh, you've got a shot in an AFC that that I think you would have a chance at this point to sneak in there at maybe nine and seven somewhere in that range. Uh, but four and five now with the Chiefs coming to town, the Saints are still on the schedule. There's some the Texans are on there twice. There's some tough games. Titans are really in an uphill battle that starts this week, Eric. What's kind of your thoughts going into a, coming off that game, going into a tough one this week?
0: I think this is this is the season right here because if you lose this game, you're four and six at, at the very minimum. You would have to go five and one through the six remaining games after the bye after after this upcoming week. Uh, again, just looking at the schedule, the remaining six opponents after the Chiefs right now I have a record of combined record of 32 and 19 as you mentioned the Chiefs are in there the Texans twice at the Colts a game that you know uh, historically never really goes well for the Titans they have also got the Jaguars they got to go out to California to play the Raiders so the, to Asked to go at the very minimum uh, five and one uh, against that slate is is asking a ton, uh, and nine and seven might not even be enough if, if they lose you know this week because of all the, the tiebreakers they've lost with when it comes to AFC opponents you know so they've really put themselves on the spot now where you know I think a win percentage wise I was I was actually looking at the uh, the New York Times interactive. Playoff thing that that sort of gives you a percentage pretty accurately. If if you know the Titans win this game versus that game or lose this game, what happens? They win this week. That little simulator says they have a fifteen percent chance to win, or excuse me, to make the playoffs lose it says they've got about a four percent shot so
1: that might be high and that might be high
0: because they would have to go five and one or six and oh through that that really uh, tough gauntlet of a a final six game stretch again you know the titans first half of the season was where they were supposed to you know to make some some headway as far as giving themselves some cushion because the second part of their schedule was always going to be the toughest and it's it certainly panned out that way. So I, I think this game, uh, this week against the Chiefs, we'll see if Patrick Mahomes plays is really really important not to mention they've got a buy coming up after it if you win you get back to 500 you you know go into the buy with at least some hope some momentum if you lose i think you have a lot to think about as far as where you go from here and i really think the conversation turns to 2020 if, if they don't come out on top this week
1: here's what was so bad to me about that loss to the panthers they were coming off a couple of wins flawed as they were and they got lucky in both those games really, very lucky. late late in both those games but they want them in the NFL. That's all that matters. Yep. And so you go into that with a two game win streak and then all the same issues that had been popping up earlier in the season seem to appear again. It, this is a team that, that has hasn't gotten better. They're not getting better. And I think Ryan Tannehill coming in to that role was one of the few times all season where you clearly saw improvement. Mm-hmm. The offense got better with him out there as opposed to Mariota. But then you go to Carolina. Derrick Henry's not involved enough. You got too many penalties. You got an offense that can't stay on the field. I think the Panthers had like 20 minutes of possession in that first half. Um, It was
0: almost two to one.
1: Yeah, and now you're talking about now a a defense that has regressed a little bit the last few weeks, also, and that's that hasn't really been talked about. Everybody just assumed the defense is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Well, they couldn't stop Mike Evans, and now they they're not the only ones that can't stop Christian McCaffrey but the biggest difference between those two teams was one of them had Christian McCaffrey and was willing to use him in, in, play after play in so many ways and let him get going to take over a game and the other was the Titans who ran Derrick Henry twice in the first half.
0: Yeah, I, st- I still think that's that was the biggest takeaway from from that game. I will say for the Titans defense when you're on the field, you know, twice as much as as your offense that that's tough you know for a defense to be on the field that much I think you know by the second half of that game you know maybe a little bit worn out and that's you know we've we've spoken all year sort of about how the defense has carried this offense that was an example of the offense actually having you know to me a tangible effect on the defense just because they couldn't stand the field lawn and a lot of that you know was the penalties the turnovers but also they just they didn't run the ball and and we saw it more in the second half and to really no surprise, there was success there. That you know, the Panthers came in with the 27th ranked run defense. Derrick Henry only had two carries in the first half versus Deion Lewis's three. Henry's featured on the opening drive of the third quarter, where he gets seven carries. Uh, they only ran eight plays that drive. You know, so you would think this week against the Chiefs, they go to that quicker. They stay with it. They stay. You know, patient. You, Mike, you're Ra- going to
1: have to hold the ball against Kansas City. You're yeah, give up 40 points.
0: There, I mean, there's there's certainly that, but also Kansas City enters with the 29th ranked run defense. So this is a, a run defense that's even worse than what they saw last week. And you know, Mike Vrabel said afterward that the usage when it came to Henry was a lot of it was sort of just the flow of the game dictating. What they did, uh, and and I think you know when you have a running tired back, tired of hearing that. I do too. When you have a running back like Henry, you gotta. I mean, just stay patient because that's that's really what makes this offense churn, is is getting him the ball and, and letting him do his thing. You know, thirteen carries for for a game for him. I don't think is enough. I think they got to feature him more, and and we'll see if they do that. I think that's got to be the game plan against again a, a a run defense that's bottom bottom three in the league.
1: Yeah, it makes no sense when you're going against a team that's had trouble stopping the run to go out there and you say your identity is as a power running team who wants to to do that that and then derrick henry runs the ball twice yeah that just it's baffling
0: something i can't remember who said it on twitter but somebody made a a funny point that you know the week before when they played the bucks really good run defense versus not great pass defense is, is when they started or when they uh, you know really handed it to Henry and, and made him grind out a, a bunch of tough yards and, and to his credit he did I think he had 75 yards in that game. And then you look ahead to the you know the Panthers game it was kind of the opposite and I think somebody on Twitter said what if Arthur Smith had the game plans for both of these teams laid out and, and he just mixed them up because that, that would explain it you know just why you're running against a really tough run defense and, and passing against a really tough pass defense but we'll see if you know they, they maybe stick more to, to what works for them which also happens to be you know, what doesn't work for the Chiefs when it comes to defense, and that's, that's pounding it with Derrick Henry. And I wrote this after
1: the game, and I think so much of what tends to limit the Titans is offensively this is a team that is far too reliant on what the other team does or does not do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you hear flow of the game, game script, things that have determined what they want to do. Uh, Mike Vrabel, this is on Wednesday we're recording this, he even said before practice today that we, we want to take advantage of the other team's mistakes. Okay, I mean, that that's fine, and I think that's, that's a given. What the Titans are not able to do is impose their will on the other team and do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And they're about to play a team in Kansas City that's about as good as any offense in the league at just doing what they want to do against anybody. Mm-hmm. To be a truly good team in this league, you have to be able – to do what you do, and do it even when the other team, it, it, the game, or the other team are positioned to try to stop it, and you're able to do it anyway. Titans can't do that, and I don't know if that's a matter of personnel or an unwillingness to to adjust what they want to do. It's, it's but it is frustrating. I, I because as I said on the podcast last week, I think that's what makes this team so unpredictable, right? And inconsistent week to week is they're too reliant on what the other team. Does because they don't have enough ability to control the game themselves.
0: Yeah, you know I think the one guy that that you know maybe you could lean on offensively to do that is Derrick Henry. We saw it last December where, you know they were, you know no matter what sort of the the other team was bringing, they were bringing Derrick Henry, feeding him the ball, and, and you know we saw how that worked out statistically for Henry, but also, you know with with how the Titans played down the stretch, they played well i think it was a four game winning streak that they had and and you know henry was at the heart of that and again that's that's it just sort of compounds why it's so frustrating to see him get two carries against what was the the 27th ranked run defense
1: and so four and five going into this is the last uh this, this week's game against kansas city is the last before the bye week for the titans their, their bye week came along pretty late versus most other teams in the league and mm-hmm. uh they got beat up a little bit and um in this last game i think the, the big one being malcolm butler's uh broken wrist going to keep him out the rest of the season mm-hmm. on the injury front it, it would benefit them greatly i think to get center ben jones back and that looks like it's trending that way yep. uh, this week that that'll happen you know i think the, it, but the big question injury wise is the other team uh, is quarterback patrick Mahomes going to play mm-hmm. and you know again we're we're recording this so things can change quickly but Eric, what's kind of your sense? Uh, are the Titans going to have to deal with this guy?
0: I think so. I think you know, last week, this, a couple days ago on Sunday, he was he was close. I think the feeling was we'll give him one more week and he'll be ready to go in Week Ten against the Titans. And we spoke with Andy Reid, Chiefs coach, on a conference call, uh, and he didn't really, you know, share anything that enlightening as far as Mahomes' status. But they would, he did say they would increase his workload, see how he responded to that. I think things are trending toward him being back under center this sunday and if that's the case that'll be a really tough challenge for the titans
1: you know a guy who depends so much on his mobility you do wonder uh, you know he's probably not going to be 100 percent, he's probably not gonna be as nimble back there to to try to make plays but
0: i think i think you take mahomes at 70 percent over a lot of quarterbacks in this league
1: i think you do too and and that's uh, for for the titans if if he's out there it's a tough game anyway right. even without him but if he's out there this 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 game before any they've played in a while has the potential i think to really get away from him
0: i do too i will say when when we kind of looked at this game on the schedule before the season started you know we thought I, 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 even though the Titans are home and, and they do have a track record of, I guess, beating the Colts. I'm mean, beating the, uh, the chiefs, you know, in big games recently, including the playoff game a couple years ago, but also, you know, they beat the Patriots at home last year in a game that most people thought they had no business winning. Same with the Eagles. You thought even with that, that this would be a really tough game. The chiefs haven't been, you know, the dominant overwhelming team they were a year ago. You know, you, you tack on the fact that Mahomes, even if he does play, might not be at a hundred percent on paper. I guess the circumstances are, are mostly favorable as far as what the Titans could get out of the Chiefs, but then you look at the Titans, and things have been, uh, you know, trending in, in the wrong direction since since week one for them, so, uh, you know, I, I don't think it, it, it is necessarily a blowout that we're going to say right here and now that that's what it's going to be. I think it certainly could get out of hand, but again, it, it does... Feel like one of those that, um, if everything breaks right and the Titans, you know, do what they did last year and, and find a way to, to show up against a superior opponent, maybe it is one they could steal. But again, with Mahomes under center, it's going to be tough.
1: All right, let's move on and uh, play a little buy sell hold uh, with a few topics. I'm, I'm going to introduce these topics and uh, Eric is going to uh, field them. You ready? Yep. All right, first thing would be we mentioned malcolm butler's injury uh buy 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 sell hold the uh the dbs without malcolm butler the rest of the season
0: i still buy them you know which is not to to make light of of the injury to to malcolm butler because it is a big one he was playing really well this year especially of late did get beat on the pass that uh you know he he hurt his wrist on but he's an important part of that defense. You know, it, it is a big loss. But you do still have Logan Ryan and Dory Jackson. You know, those guys are, are both solid. As as we kind of spoke about earlier, Gentry, uh, Dory's having a good year uh, at cornerback, and you still have LaShawn Sims. You just brought back Ty Smith.
1: They really missed a Dory when they didn't have him. Right. That was a bit of an eye opener for me and how a Dory. You know, he's a little bit. He was known so much as a kick returner, but I think he very quietly is is has started to become a very good corner in this league.
0: Yeah, and and, you know, their secondary has been the strength of of this of this team, of this defense, which has been the strength of this team. So it's it's a big loss, but I, I still think with the guys you have there, you're still Still a good secondary you know you'll you'll have to have some contributions from LaShawn Sims as he steps up into you know more of a premier role, but I do like that secondary uh even minus malcolm butler
1: i I think they're fine with the Dory sliding out to that number two role as long as long as none of the other corners get hurt, yeah, you're right because now that's one less to where it could get real bad if something happens to, to ryan or 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 a dory or or even even some of the safety now one less guy out there increases the uh, d- decreases the margin for other things to happen, but I do think they'll be okay
0: yeah, I think you know i i 'm okay if if they lose one at any point, one of those three guys, but you lose two that that 's really where it starts to to add up, uh, so I agree, I think you know as long as they stay healthy the rest of the way i I think I certainly buy them all
1: right, buy sell hold, Corey Davis.
0: I, th- I think you have to sell. You know, we, we've we've seen him now for, uh, you know, a couple seasons. And, you know, I think a lot of it is uh, the stuff around him, from the quarterback play to the play calling to the offensive line. And, and uh, you know, I think that could be set for a lot of the offense's problems. But, you know, I think it's Davis. I think it's all the wide receivers that really have not, you know, maybe A.J. Brown aside, who himself had a, a you know, a, a drop on a big play this past week, I think you have to sell that group.
1: Yeah, I think at this point, Corey has always been labeled by where he was drafted.
0: And it, you can't not make that association.
1: Right. And do I think he is good enough to play wide receiver in the NFL? Yes. Do I think he was the, the a top five pick? No. Nope. And it's, it's becoming clear that I think the receivers are – I'm not going to say the the weak spot of the whole team, but they're not getting explosive plays down the field, mm-hmm. and and I you you have to look at the receivers and say they they could do better there. Yep, agree. And and fair uh, fair or not, that often comes down on Corey because of where he was drafted. But even though it shouldn't, and you know there are other guys that I think Adam Humphries is a guy that was supposed to come in and
0: yeah do all kinds of things he hadn't done either so when you when you draft a guy top five though you expect him to to be a if not a franchise changer a franchise impactor for sure
1: that's a pick you can't miss on
0: yep and
1: years later you still you still feel it if you do are you buying selling or holding ryan Tannehill?
0: i think holding i think holding is is the move there because i think the jury is still out as far as what he could be for this team long term. You know, I, I think as you mentioned before, there's certainly been improvement with Tannehill over Mariota. I think, you know, you can't dispute that. Titans offense has certainly moved better with him under center. As far as, you know, whether he's he's the long term answer here or, or the answer beyond this year, I think I think that's still still up in the air. Uh, you know, I, I, I certainly think they're in the market you know, for quarterbacks after this year, but you know, if if Tannehill is a really strong stretch to finish the year, uh, you know, maybe you bring him back.
1: I think that's really what this is about. Now, I think he's auditioning for this job long term. Mm-hmm. So far, it's gone pretty well. Actually, I, I think the like I say I, I think the the in a season where there hasn't really been a lot of reason for hope everything has come so difficult for this team even when they win he was reason for hope he, he came in and, and the, the most tangible change I think we saw at any point for the offense was when was the game after Denver when Mariota went out and, T- and Tannehill was making his first start I think that was what was also so frustrating about what happened in Carolina was because there seemed a regression that right kind of said well maybe maybe not
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but there's nobody saying the Titans aren't playing the best quarterback mm-hmm and I think he's made that clear. And you know, look, they're going to have a lot of money available uh, this off season because they're for one other reason they're they're losing Mariota's twenty million. Right. Uh, so you're not going to have to worry about paying him franchise quarterback kind of money. I think you would you would have to pay Tannehill more than he's making now, but not a lot more. I don't think he would. He's thirty thirty one. I don't think he he wouldn't command that much money. So if you're looking at a situation where you really want to. Gear up in a lot of areas, which I think they might need to. It might make sense to mm-hmm. to keep keep Tannehill around uh, on a short term deal mm-hmm. and have him be the guy. I think right now he's certainly not the worst starter in the NFL right now. I think they've got a guy. He may not be in the top half, but I don't. He's I don't think he's in the bottom four or five. Really, I think he's played pretty well.
0: I agree. I think he might be top twenty, certainly top twenty five. I think you know maybe top uh, maybe right around twenty. I could maybe. Twenty three, twenty two. He he's not he's not been what Mariota was, and and they needed the spark, as Mike Rabel said, and he's given it to them. But even even still, saying that I'm I'm still holding, uh, just to see how he he fares the rest of the way. Are, are you flat out buying?
1: No, I think hold is fair. Okay, uh, I'm not selling. I think he's done well enough. Yeah, I think we're
0: both not selling. I think number eight, I'm selling. Yeah, I think that <laughs> that is a uh, a foregone conclusion at this point.
1: All right, uh, Ryan, suck up, buy, sell, hold.
0: I think he's another guy that you've got to hold, you know, because he's a guy that's been consistent here for for a number of years. The Titans brought him back with the expectation that, you know, he was going to continue to be that, and and he comes back misses three kicks, all three of his field goal tries, which you know was really troubling for a team that now I think I think the number is seven of fifteen. On field goal attempts which is that's just not going to cut it in you know for any team in the nfl but he's a guy that you know does have that track re- track record of, of reliability you know if if we get to another game where let's say he goes over two against the chiefs i think that gives you something to think about and, and i don't
1: you know, think he survives it
0: yeah i think i think at that point you have to sell but I mean, for the time Carlos being Santos
1: was cut for missing four in a game and he missed three it's true and, and and this is a sneaky too. This has been a real problem for this team that they have missed way way too many kicks. Yep. And I know suck up getting hurt that that throws a, a that's a real curveball on what you're trying to do here. And I get that, but you see teams that bring in other kickers that, that you, 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 there's a lot of guys out there that can kick. Yeah. And it's not hard to find one. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if he struggles again this week, I think Cody Park he's the kicker again.
0: Yeah, I think he he's definitely on their speed dial right now. Uh, for now, I'm holding
1: i yeah, I'm giving one more game I yeah. mean it's not the easiest the first game back and he I tell you the one that bothered me was the fifty six yarder that wasn't close
0: yeah he was he was a good probably four four yards short and and something that you know a lot of us noticed in the press box was that you know during a bunch of the TV timeouts he was out there on the field going through you know his routine getting into mental reps so you kind of just wonder where he's at with his routine, where he is, with his confidence, and how he bounces back from that performance. But, I I mean, I agree. If he if he goes— NFL he not, kicker
1: needs to kick at 56 yards.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's got to have the distance there. And he was, I, I would say, probably three or four yards short on that, and it just didn't look like I had a shot.
1: You know, earlier in his career, he was cut for Kyra Santos. Right, right
0: so there was some irony there. It was the Chiefs, I believe, so. Yeah, and— but it just goes to show that
1: how it's a, it's it's a pretty close call between all these guys. That,
0: that yeah,
1: he might have been the Titans guy, but he wasn't. The
0: you know. difference is when you when you kind of get down to it, mostly negligible, and, and going with the hot hand isn't isn't always the wrong approach. Even with the one game,
1: and the Bills game was was a disaster. Right, I think Santos has still been the best kicker. Other that one game, I, I totally understand what happened. You know, with with you're wanting to cut him after that one performance, but before that, he. had— he had, he was solid. He had been about as good as they've had,
0: right? He didn't miss. I don't know. It, it's tough, kind of you know, God, splitting just, hairs with kickers. It's
1: so tough for them to score points, though.
0: I know because you got to be good. You again. can't be you, seven you, to fifteen. You, 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 no. it's, it's ridiculous.
1: Now, all right, buy sell hold. Uh, Dion Lewis sell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look the guy's making what, like four or $5 million?
0: Yeah. I think, I think uh, where he is in relation to other running backs is, uh, it's insane, you know, because they, they brought him here on a fairly lucrative deal. And again, before you got here, Gentry, when I was on my first year in the beat, starting in 2018, you know, Derrick Henry was still the lead back, but it was kind of a, a 1A versus 1B type conversation. And honestly, Dion for the first half of, of 2018 wasn't, wasn't bad. He, made a couple of plays. But since then, you know, Derrick Henry has emerged. I think Dean Lewis has regressed. And, uh, you know, those roles have been kind of firmly established. And, and he's a guy that they don't need to be paying that much money for, for a backup running back that before this week, I, I think the three weeks leading up to this past week, he, he got maybe three carries total. And he had three carries by halftime against the Panthers, uh, again, to, to Derrick Henry's two. I think he's he's an easy sell.
1: I think the real... First off, how bad are, is thing, are things going when the entire fan base groans when you even come on the field? Yeah. But also, I, I think really what this comes down to is, is Derrick Henry a, a three-down back? hmm And there aren't many, too many of those guys in the NFL that are, uh, that, are that talented to where and they could withstand uh, that kind of uh, role over a course of a whole season. I think Derrick Henry might be that. And... I know it, the knock on him has always been, been his, his pass-catching ability in his hands,
0: but this last game, I mean, he, made, he made a play. He's caught a couple of really big screen passes this year. He's, he's dropped a couple, too. I mean, you know that's, that's been a part of it, but I would buy Derrick Henry as a, a um, three-down back simply because he's your best offensive player. He should be on the field for as long as he can hold up, and, and if that's a question, okay, but I think you have to have him out there as, as many snaps as possible.
1: And I, I've been in this role this season. So in nine games, I think the 15-yard run this last time was the first time I had seen Deion Lewis do anything positive since I've been covering this team. I mean, seriously.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I even said it at the time. Yeah. And then what?
0: Two plays, plays later, later he fumbles. fumbles.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a sell. That is a sell. And I think next year – they would save something like three million dollars to cut him next yeah, year versus somewhere in that neighborhood yeah so if i'm taking bets on guys that i feel pretty certain are not going to be on the 2020 hard roster, sell yeah mm-hmm. well and you know they almost what there was talk about trading for Kenyon Drake. now it didn't come to pass but
0: that, that also that's a shot at somebody right and i'm pretty right. sure it, it would uh, be dion yeah
1: <laughs> all right last one buy so hold the idea of the titans being relevant in december
0: uh, I think you have to sell that too um, mm-hmm. because uh, number one I think this is going to be a really tough game on Sunday for them and then I think the game after the bye let me just make sure I have it right I believe that's at home against the Jaguars before the calendar turns and they, they open December uh, in Indianapolis a game that you know they're just uh, historically they're just not very good against Indian in general especially in Indi- Indianapolis so uh, to get to the point where they're relevant, I think they would have to probably win both both of these next two games. I, I think it's going to be tough against the Chiefs. I think that the Jaguars game you know, might be a coin flip. We'll see how how Nick Foles fares in his return. But to get to relevancy, I think they need to win both games.
1: I, I think it's at that point. I do. And, and it's just hard to think it's going to go well for them. I'm not saying it can't because mm-hmm. this team has been known to surprise. I mean, clearly they've done it before. But... It just feels different this time it's there are just so few ways to victory for the Titans. Everything has to go exactly how they want it to go, and it it just seems like they 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 lack enough ways to to hurt another team. Mm-hmm. offensively, they lack so many that it demands their defense to be special mm-hmm. and their defense has been good, but it's not special right and I it, it, I, we we could be sitting here next week eric and they have this you know inspiring victory over the chiefs and patrick mahomes and it right. changes everything i'm not saying that couldn't happen but no it sure doesn't look like it now
0: it doesn't and even if that happens and they lose to the jaguars again we're talking about relevancy by december you know even they, they have to go 2 and 0 here against the chiefs and the jaguars in my opinion cuz if they're 1 and 1 that puts you at 5 and 6 you still have at the Colts, at the Raiders.
1: And the Raiders is not the gimme that everybody thought it probably would be.
0: It's not the Texans twice and the Saints. And you have to go minimum four and one over that stretch to to be at nine and seven. You probably probably have to go undefeated in that stretch to, to you know safely say that you're in the, the playoffs. So uh I would I would sell that right now. And and if they lose this this upcoming game, I think that's it's it's a foregone conclusion that to sell.
1: I would have to agree. And that's probably uh, – let, let, let's end on something else. That's a little uh, – A little bleak. A little, 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 little downtrodden there. I, I, so let, let's say what one thing – and I'm not – there's no magic bullet here for to fixing the problem. There's too many problems with, with the team, especially the offense. But if you'd like to see one thing from this team – moving forward, would it, what would it be that they're not doing that you think
0: they should be? It's, it's honestly just give Derrick Henry the ball more. I, I think that's what it boils down to. Not to overthink stuff, you know. It, it For all the analytics that goes into it, you know, here you've got Derrick Henry going against the 29th-ranked run defense, you know, a team that really hasn't held up run well against the run. Just give him 25 carries and see where that gets you. I think, I think that gives you your best shot to win. I, I don't think there's any excuse— for him only getting 12, 13 carries against last week, the 27th ranked run defense. I don't think there's any excuse for two carries in the first half. You know, again, the defense. There's a certain expectation there for for what you can count on them for special teams. You would hope Soka bounces back. Kern, you still have. It's really the offense that is, you know, the the big question mark with this team. And I think if you put the ball in Derrick Henry enough times. Uh, I think that that lends to the play action working well. I think that could open up things for the pass. I, I really think a lot of their success can stem from that one, you know, one conscious commitment, which is giving him, uh, you know, so many carries. And if they could do that, I think they could be in good shape. We'll see if they do.
1: Yeah, and, and I wrote. Earlier this week, going back to the interview Nick Saban gave this summer where he said the the more often yep. Henry ran the ball, the better he did. I went back and looked at his games at Alabama that year he won the Heisman. It's absolutely true. The, the yeah, best I games remember, were the ones he ran the
0: most. I remember that interview, and he said you know, some guys really thrive in, in roles where they might be limited. Maybe they get five or six carries. They're, they're able to come off the bench. And make the most of those carries. Derrick Henry usually isn't that type of guy, but you know, when you get past carry fifteen, you know, for whatever reason maybe the defense is a little worn down and he's able to exploit that. He just gets better as the game goes on. So you have to stay patient with that, you have to stay committed to it. And if the Titans could do that as they did last year, I think they, they could be in good shape. But yeah, it's just, it
1: isn't just the carries. It's taking him out of, out of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's seeing too few snaps even when he's not getting right. the Right, even the threat of him is is a big deal.
1: Yeah. So. yeah the, the,
0: the snap count can't be as it was this week, which was 40 to 35 uh, Derrick Henry over Dealing. There's That's, been a couple
1: other games. It doesn't yeah, make any
0: sense. It doesn't. It should be, I, to me, it, at the very least 70 to 30 you know, probably 80 to 20 in terms of percentage of, of snaps those guys are on the field to me.
1: Just once, I would like to see him try it and see what happens. Just see what happens. What does a game look like in the fourth quarter if Derrick Henry's on carry number 35? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, and, and uh, you're and, right. I know it's the NFL, and I right. know it's unrealistic to think a running back could do that every week. But, God, just try it once.
0: Right, and this would be the week against the, the defense that uh, really is not great against the run. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. All right, well, that does it for this edition of Talkin' Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast as well on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Eric Bacharach, I'm Gentry Estes, and we'll see you next time.
0: Talkin' Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talkin' Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talkin' Titans is a production of The Tennessean.